Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, before we get into the games, I want to first thank you for the Palace Pets. You are welcome, dude. Appreciate it. Uh, today was a little birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. And, uh, dude, you made an appearance. I appreciate that. Yeah. Can't miss Chuck E. Cheese, man. That's right. Um, it's not every day that a grown man has his birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese, but that happened today for me. I'm glad you did that, dude. It was a good choice. Uh, you know, the... The beers they serve are not as plentiful as I would have hoped, but, you know, the wings were there. The, there were wings, dude. There were wings. There was an animatronic mouse. Saw and uh, and there were a dozen four-year-olds. Yes. And we all survived. We all, Everyone lived. I we only survived. saw a couple of kids crying, which is pretty good. Yes, but not my kid. Not your kid, and that's a pretty decent percentage, all things considered. <laughs> not today, at least not at Chuck E. Cheese. Did she cry at another point today? Yes, she did. Of course she did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it happens. At it least happens. once a day. Yeah. Well, dude, I must say I'm very glad that we decided not to broadcast after game four and before game five because we might have been crying if we chose to broadcast after game four. But instead, we're broadcasting after game five, a resounding win by the San Jose Sharks after two... Uh, how to describe the two losses, dude. I don't know if there's a word I can use to sum it up, but lost both games well, in Nashville. Yeah, I, I think game three was the one that was the most painful just because uh, I think as you put it to me, the Sharks just didn't look prepared really for the first time in the playoffs. They just didn't look ready to play. Uh, game four hurt because of, I think, how closely contested it was. I didn't think the Sharks played poorly in that game. I think it just hurt to to watch basically three days of hockey <laughs> and have them lose. <laughs> That's right. Right? Yes. And, and of course, all the contested calls and, and things like that, which we'll talk about in a minute. But, yeah, certainly when you see your team play essentially two, almost two full games and not walk away really with anything to show for it, I, you could certainly understand how that would – take its toll on the mentality of the team. And, and I think the Sharks, again, showed a lot of guts in coming out. They were clearly the superior team when the game started, and they were clearly the superior team when the game ended. And, and the Sharks won going away, and, and there was lots of you know sort of fun, entertaining things that happened during the game, dude. Do, do you want to talk about the games in chronological order, or should we go back to front? I don't want to talk about game three at all. <laughs> okay we just I don't want to wipe that out of it. our memory i just think i i think that it's i don't i don't know what the point is it happened um it was really the first turd the sharks laid uh in the playoffs it was not good they responded in game four a game that i think sharks fans unanimously agree that they won that game. They won that game, dude. And the referees, for whatever reason, let's get into that. Because that's the thing that people were talking about after that game. Joe Pavelski scored the game-winning goal, and the referees took it away twice for two different reasons. 
And I can't wrap my mind around how they came to that conclusion, dude, of disallowing that goal for goalie interference when that was not what the call was on the ice. Right. I think that I think you just summed up exactly what my major beef with the call was. I think we all sort of understand that you know referees make mistakes, even you know video review personnel make mistakes, and and that things happen and things happen and and all that kind of stuff. But really, sort of the the feeling that I got was that the call on the ice was that Pavelski played it into the net with his hand. It was pretty conclusive after the fact, using the video review, that that did not happen. He did, in fact, get his stick on the puck before it crossed the goal line. So in terms of that ruling, that's pretty cut and dried. You know, the, the ruling on the ice should have been overturned. That's not what happened. Instead, the NHL chose to find a different reason to disallow the goal, which felt very arbitrary and capricious. And I don't understand... I think that's that's probably the source of a lot of anger for the for the fans. It's, it's one thing if the referees said, okay, there was goaltender interference on the ice, and that's why we're disallowing the goal, and then the NHL said, you know, we're not going to get involved, and that call is going to stand. Maybe I wouldn't have agreed with it, but I would have understood it. But it, it sort of seemed, I don't want to go so far as to call it a conspiracy, but it certainly seemed like the NHL almost had a conclusion in mind before the ruling came down, it's like, okay, we got to disallow this goal. How are we going to do it? And, you know, they said, okay, goaltender interference. And, you know, as people have pointed out, you know, Rena was outside the crease and yada, yada, and this and that, and he was cross-checked in the back and the whole thing. And, you know, that that's all true, and I, and I buy a lot of it. But the, the fact is that the NHL just decided to make up a new reason, create a new reason out of whole cloth. That's the thing that really, I think, you know, made me the angriest about the whole thing. And, and the Sharks you know, went on to lose the game. And, and you know, thank God it's sort of in our rearview mirror at this point because I know Jeremy Roenick said at the time, he said this could be a series-changing call. You know, if the Sharks end up losing the game, which of course they did, you can see the series turning on it in an event like that. And, and I think the Sharks coming out and winning game five in a very decisive fashion sort of put, put the series back in the control of the teams as opposed to in the control of this momentum shift that really, I think, went against the Sharks in a pretty pretty terrible way. Yeah, I can't add anything to that, dude. I mean, you, you put it perfectly. Um, the Sharks, again, tonight demonstrated that this is not the same team that we've seen flounder in the past, that they were tough enough mentally and physically to come back tonight and and have a pretty decisive victory over Nashville winning this game, kind of going away at the end and kind of seeing Nashville unravel at, at the seams during the third period, uh, seeing, you know, Ryan Johansson trying to engage Paul Martin in a fight, seeing, uh, you know, Barrett Jackman completely lose his mind against Joe Thornton and then seeing him to try and fight, Roman Polak at the end of the game, which again, I mean, those two guys were, were teammates. You would think Jackman would, would know not to, to wake the beast in Polak. Right. But, um, predators, I mean, I I think we were texting during the game, thought maybe this was a strategy of theirs. Um, and and maybe it was, it did not work tonight. Um, but I thought they just kind of lost it. Like they just lost their mind. They, they, they got frustrated and they started 
acting irrationally. And uh, game four, besides the disallowed goal, was the Pekka Rene show, dude. I mean, Rene was unbelievable in that game. He was so good. And tonight, he was not. Right. <laughs> and in the other two games in San Jose, he is very beatable also. So we've seen amazing Rene twice. We've seen beatable Rene three times. What will we see on Monday night? I don't know. But I think we can expect that we'll see the best of Rene because he's a world-class goalie. But the Sharks made a statement tonight, no doubt. Yeah, they they came out like they needed to win that game. I think they definitely needed to win the game, and they proved it. You know, certainly I was not, you know, my Friday was not exactly a pleasant one after staying up late to watch the third, the you know, the third overtime. And you could really think of a lot of reasons why the Sharks would lose the series. And, you know, I didn't know all the statistics that sort of came out after the fact that teams who lose in the third overtime, lose the next game, and yada, you know, all these kinds of things, you know, alternate Thursdays, the Sharks lose, whatever, you know, those sort of ridiculous statistics that get bandied about. But but I have to admit, the one thing that, that made me feel a little bit better today before the game started was that the Sharks were up 3 nothing against L.A., and they gave up the lead. And what happened? The Sharks came back and won the game. And that could have been a moment at which the Sharks could have decided that, or they could have wilted a little bit and said, you know what, this is a team that beat us two years ago. This is a team that's really tough. A lot of people picked them to possibly be a dark horse cup contender. And I just don't know if we can hang. And guess what? They pulled away. And the Sharks were in a, a sort of a similar circumstance, right? They were up to nothing. They lost the next two games, one of them sort of in a, in a way that could have been you know, seen as very unjust. And guess what? The Sharks came out just like they did in the third period against LA saying, it's a tie game, tie ball game. We can win this straight up. And it was 2-2. They came out in game five. They said, tie game, tie ball game. We can win this straight up. And they did. They crushed them. It, I mean, there was... You know, there were huge periods of the game where the Sharks were completely dominating the Predators. And it was, and, and most of that, a lot of it was in the first period. You know, the Sharks really made a statement there in the first period that, the, you know, this is something that we are going to go get. And, and they really got it. it. I'm glad they got a goal. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. sort of one of those things that if Rena was really tough and, they, and, he, and he stopped all those shots, that would have been really tough to keep going. But the Sharks managed to get one in. They got a second one in. You know, the, the Predators tied the game and then the Sharks scored again the second goal right away after that. You know, I think those first three goals were extremely key to the to the win, and they scored first, and then immediately after the Predators tied, they scored again, and I think that pretty much set the tone for the entire game. I really enjoyed the second period, dude. I loved how the Sharks came out and scored early, 35 seconds into that period. They really caught the Predators napping, and Couture scores, and then when they got that power play at the end of the of of the period. And Joe Pavelski, of all people, is left standing there all by himself, right on the doorstep. Right. I don't know how they lost him. It was like the Predators fell asleep at the wheel at the end of the period. 4-1, bam. And essentially at that point, I mean, the Predators don't have the firepower to come back from that. Um, the Sharks were in the, the driver's seat going away. Uh, I, I sort of expected the Predators to play how they played in games one and two, which is they were down by a couple goals. They'd really pour it on. They'd score another goal, see if they could gain enough to come back. And instead of that, 
you know, that's that's kind of what I expected is that they would, you know, D would jump in that much more. They'd put the first line on that much more, you know, which I'll talk about in a second. And and they would just press, 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 and they'd find a way to get a second goal and then, you know, make the shark sweat a little bit. But instead, they just kind of, like you said, they they pooped their pants a little bit. They they lost their mind. And I, I thought they looked tired, dude. I, I thought the Predators looked tired. I, I did not think the Sharks showed the ill effects of that triple overtime game. And I think Nashville did. And you would have thought the momentum actually would have swung the other way. I think it played in the Sharks favor. I think that the Sharks depth was on display again tonight. You know, with some interesting moves, you know, to scratch Wingles, to go with Zubris. You're not saying that that's a difference maker, but you know, he tinkered around a little bit. He switched Marlowe and Ward. And and it paid dividends tonight. It paid That's, dividends. That certainly seemed to be a difference maker. Marlo scoring the first goal, but um, yeah, I, certainly that second line looked just as dangerous with Marlo there. I mean, that second line really, really looked good. Mm-hmm. So what you, yeah, what do you think about the Zubris? I mean, do you do you really think Tommy Wingles was the guy who should have sat out? I don't know if I would have made that call, but I I guess you know certainly in hindsight it seemed like the right play. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much that had to do with the result tonight. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe he was fearful of Wingles going off the rails, sort of like some of the Predators did uh, tonight. Wingles can be a little reckless physically sometimes and make some poor decisions. We saw that tonight from Brendan Dillon, you know, finishing uh, a hit in open ice when the puck was not near the player anymore. Right, cost the sharks a, a penalty. You know, um, Wingles can be prone to those kind of decisions. I mean, maybe he was afraid that Wingles might get sucked into some of those moments tonight, like what the Predators were trying to do. And Paul Martin just did not take the bait at all. You got to go back and watch that video. It was so funny. It was so funny. I, they, they did show the replay, and Paul Martin, he was never, no, ever. he was never even considering it. And all people like a, for Johansson to try and engage, like th- he would be at the bottom of the list of the Sharks defensemen that would be willing to answer the bell. I mean, how many fights does Paul Martin have in his career? Seriously, I mean, single digits, right? I mean, if even, I mean, yeah, jo- Johansson just completely lost it right there and completely yeah. forgot what playoff hockey is about. It's like Paul Martin's yeah. not interested in trying to settle some score. No. <laughs> Meet you're absolutely a, hey, not. Hey Rook, guess what? This is playoff hockey. Yeah. It's about winning the game. It's not about yeah. trying to be a badass in the middle of the ice. One thing that the the NBC uh, broadcasters were talking about. First of all, I I they really really were irritating tonight. I I just I wish I was at the game for many reasons, but hearing them broadcast, there was a point when when at the end of the game where Joe Thornton got a penalty, but then Ribeiro got a game misconduct and there were some other penalties going on and they didn't even like recap it. They were busy yapping about something else and they weren't even covering what was happening there. But, but, but the one thing that was funny is that they caught Joe Thornton, like they replayed Joe Thornton, just basically just verbally abusing, uh, I think it was Barrett Jackman, and it just Barrett Jackman had just the such the sourest like Oscar the Grouch face. Like, <laughs> what, just, did, what did Thornton he, say? I didn't get. Obviously, I don't, I didn't know. Get to see. No, oh, I didn't, don't know. No, I don't know. Okay, but he was, he was, and they were saying, you know, Joe Thornton is known for just 
verbally abusing players <laughs> during the game and that it, he can really get under the other team's skin. And I just guess I didn't really realize that. Yeah, me either. That Joe was an irritant like that. Like, <laughs> like found it kind of amusing. Yeah, I like but, it. But, I mean, Bear Jackman did not think it was funny. His 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 manscaped beard was not in a form of a smile. Right. Every time I see Barry Jackman, especially with the beard, I notice how tall his upper lip is. His upper lip seems it's like a foot tall. It's like the <laughs> tallest mustache ever. Yeah, well. I don't know why I think of that every time I look at him, but I do. Well, I'm sure he's trimming it now on the plane. I'm sure he With is, Joe but, Thornton on his mind. But yeah, God, I, I gotta tell you, I would pay so much money to get an audio feed of like stuff the players <laughs> say to each other on the ice. Like I would pay, like I would pay triple quadruple what i pay for game center you know i mean i would pay like twenty dollars thirty dollars fifty dollars a game to hear that kind of stuff oh my god yeah. that'd be so brilliant <laughs> never it will never happen but i i love it so dude do you think the the zubers thing paid off i i know i saw a tweet from kurz during the game that that said you know zubers looks like a guy who hasn't played two games in the last 24 hours like all the other sharks you know is this is this uh you think that made a difference I don't know, dude. I, I don't have the. Bo- I'm trying to look up the box score. I mean, how how much time did he even actually play? Let's Eleven twenty-five. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was effective. He had six hits. You know, he had a block. I mean, I thought he played well. I mean, again, is that the difference maker? Was that what? You know, was Wingles that untrustworthy, or maybe he's that banged up that they just felt like they couldn't use him anymore? Um, I don't know if I would point to that. But it certainly didn't hurt. I think overall the Sharks just looked like like the better team, like right. the and not they were not as as tired. You know, again, you know, you saw. I guess maybe you, it would be interesting to look at the shift chart. I mean the 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 Predators' defensive ice time tonight was definitely more in line with what you would expect from. Most other teams, I mean, Weber didn't even play the most minutes. I mean, I bet he barely played at all in the third period. And you saw Jackman and, and Batetto up up in the 15-17 minute mark. So playing all that ice time earlier in the week in game four, that that hurt the Predators tonight way more than it hurt the Sharks. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's a good that's a good point in that I think they just kind of had to play them more because you can't play Weber another 30 minutes because he played 50 minutes the other night. Yeah. I, dude, Philip Forsberg is getting freaking pumped in this series. I mean, this guy <laughs> yeah. has been, I, a, I did not been, notice him one time tonight. Been I a zero. He's a minus minus two again tonight. Some, he's a minus, he's a minus eight for the series. Yeah, it's brutal. Minus eight for the series. This guy, dude. I mean, pretty crazy. And this is a guy who this year had 64 points. I mean, he's arguably their most dangerous offensive player. And, or at least in their top three, he's done nothing. Right. So I don't I don't know how they, they can't win the series with Phil Forsberg having one goal and being a minus eight. If Mike Fisher and James Neal and Colin Wilson continue to play as well as they've played, I don't know, dude. Anything can happen. I, well, I but... It's hard for me to believe 
that they're going up against. I'm looking at some some charts here. I mean, they're going up against, uh, you know, the Braun and Vlasic line, and I mean that's that's the number one matchup. Is it's Braun and Vlasic versus Neil Fisher and Wilson, and Braun and Vlasic are getting worked. Fisher scored again tonight. He scored the goal. I, uh, but I'm, I'm having difficulty wrapping my mind around it, but it's true. I, I would rather let those guys, like, I mean, not, I mean, obviously the Sharks are trying to stop them by, by pairing them up, you know, against, uh, with their top defensive pairing. But again, dude, the, the Predators, I do not think they can win this series if they're relying on Colin Wilson and Mike Fisher to lead the charge. Good luck. I take that every single time. It'd be like, you know, asking Dwight Howard to shoot a three pointer. <laughs> go, go ahead. You know, I mean, will you make them sometimes? Sure. But uh, I would way rather roll the dice with those guys trying to be superhuman playoff difference makers than what they normally are, which is, you know, solid two way forwards, but not world beaters. I'd rather stop their 30 goal scoring young phenom. Yeah. If Forsberg's not doing crap, if Johansson is is acting like a fool, then they can't they they can't win the series that way. So I mean, yeah. I think two, whatever they the won Sharks two games doing, that way. I don't know if I necessarily agree with you. I I'm sure I know, they, they can't I win still, the cup I, that way. I'll give you that. I agree, but I I I think in my mind, I feel like the Sharks, I'm not upset about Game 4. I'm upset about how it happened, but I'm not upset about Game 4. Sharks should have won that game. I think they did win that game, and the NHL hosed us. Series should be over. It's not. I expect the Sharks to go to Nashville on Monday night and end this. I, I think that they're, they're the better team. Nashville's tough. They're going to be a tough out. It's not going to be easy Monday night, but I think the Sharks will do it. They this this group they know what's at stake. I, I think they know that the that other I mean St. Louis is up three two. They could dispose of Dallas on Monday also. And then they don't want to play again on Thursday. Just have it be over with. Right. Right. Right? It's true. I you know, and, and you I think, you know, one thing that's really shocking is that Ellison Eckholm played more than Josie and Weber tonight. And and that could be partially because of the game, you know, status yeah. at, the, at the time. You know, the Sharks were up and, and you know, Nashville sort of threw in the towel a little bit and said, okay, Ellison. But it also could be like, hey, we need to get, we need to get more even ice time here because, you know, we can't play Weber 30 minutes a night. And, and it'd right. be interesting to see, you know, in two days – if they have to do the same thing, and if they have to do the same thing in two days, the Sharks are going to win. They're going to win that no, game if they, they have to play Weber and and Josie only twenty one minutes, and they have to play, uh, you know, Barrett Jackman seventeen minutes. If Barrett Jackman plays seventeen minutes on Monday night, the Sharks are going to win that game. I think the Predators are going to throw everything they can at the wall. I mean, it's, it's their last stand. I think Weber will play fifty minutes if he has to. I mean, they're going to do whatever they need to do. And they're going to come out. They're going to come out hard. Sharks are going to have to hang on and find a way to come out of that first period on Monday night, even up, instead of being down two nothing. You no, know, the, the Predators are going to come out 
with a lot of energy because they feel confident in their own building. I mean, and they feel confident against the sharks in their own building. But it just goes back to, you know, the worries that we've had about this team. I think we're digging into memories of the past that don't correlate to this roster and what we've seen, how they've responded. Um, like you mentioned in the first series, like I think this team is tougher than that. And I expect them to, they're going to be ready for game six and they fully know what it means. They need right. to end it. Yeah. Cause I'm going to be a nervous wreck in game seven. If it's at home, I'm going to, be crazy there's not going to be there's not going to be a game seven dude i i like your thinking dude i really i do like it let's let's visit the other series briefly here before we sign off um you know pittsburgh took a 3-1 series lead but washington managed to win that game today uh yeah you've you've got to be puckered a little bit dude i'm not puckered you're puckered a little bit no you should be more nervous about that series than 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 uh than our series i am not puckered no pittsburgh's gonna win that series I'm gonna, I'm gonna troll you really badly when Washington wins that game six. No chance. Okay. It's not gonna happen. You're gonna weep openly. No, no. It looks so good for you right now. Like it looks good for the Vegas bet. You know, you've got Pittsburgh winning that series. You've got. It looks like you might have the Eastern Conference representative if you can get Pittsburgh and Tampa into the finals. But then it all completely falls apart. If I have Washington, the Sharks make it, and St. Louis, then yeah, I know that's then, over for me. Then you're eating a turd biscuit again, dude. I know, I know, it's true, but I I'm very confident in Pittsburgh. They, okay, they they kind of uh, they kind of didn't show up that well today. Ovechkin played super hard and won. They had to. They were on the edge. They're not going to be able to do that next game. They needed to win Game Four and they couldn't. They need to win Game Six and they're not going to be able to that simple ouch yep disagree okay well we will see it looks like my lightning are up three to one so that's good i like that that's that that one's over yeah that one's pretty much over but uh and you know lightning could be difficult you know in either one of those series against pittsburgh or washington you know lightning may surprise people is stamkos even gonna come back is that even possible well i read that he was skating i mean uh I suppose that I guess. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to cash in on his move to Toronto, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you risk it? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, still a lot of good hockey out there, but uh, yeah, this series Definitely. did not go the way I wanted it to go in games three and four. But I feel much, much better that the Sharks put in this performance here tonight. It was a really a good, solid performance all around. They kept their composure, and and the Predators did not. Of course, the Predators are, are worthy opponents, and I fully expect them to come out really, really hard on Monday night. And the Sharks are going to yeah. have to weather that storm. Yeah, but, but I agree. And, uh, you know, I think the first period is the key. Hang on. Uh, hope that you can withstand their charge. And then maybe they'll start to feel some pressure, some frustration. They're prone to taking some dumb penalties. Maybe they will. Yep. Um, through their frustration, and then the Sharks' power play can flux its muscles and uh, and get the breakthrough. And you just hope that Rene just doesn't eat his weenies, dude, because he was so good in Nashville, and he's been very mortal in San Jose. So 
you just hope that this will catch up with him and he doesn't have one more in him. Did they say anything about on the telecast about Carter Hutton coming in? I mean, what is this about? Yeah, they were putting it on. Actually, they were saying that it was a good move by La Violette to get Rene out of there to um, get Hutton some work and also just to not risk any injury in the final minutes due to some fluky play. You know, when the game is over, you're basically waving the white flag saying it's and over. Then, and then Hutton, you know, promptly played the puck poorly and the Sharks scored on yeah. him. That was right. Great. I mean, it, it didn't matter. I mean, it, it just, it was, the game was over. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen that very much. I mean, I, I think it's a little weird, but it's very odd. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I mean, I get it. I and mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't, I, I never, I didn't read it as Rene being like, take me out. I don't want to play. Yeah. I thought that's sort of my, what I thought it was. He's like, no, I'm I don't done with this. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it was like that. Oh. That's too bad because that'd be a better story. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was something Joe Thornton said to him. Yeah, maybe Joe Thornton like really made him like really mad. He's like, "I just don't want to play. I'm gonna take my mask and go home. I'm tired of this." Hey Barrett, can you talk to Joe for me? <laughs> go kick his butt. I'm gonna sick Barrett Jackman on you. <laughs> oh man, well, you know dude. Barrett Jackman's Barrett Jackman's beard kind of looks like like. If you dress up like a hobo for Halloween and you use that like stipple sponge, yeah, 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 it looks like a it, he looks like a a hobo. Yeah, you know, it's like the spray paint that you could like put on your head to make it look like you yeah. don't have balls, but it's sort of like that on his face. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's cool. I'm a th- we should go to his Barry Jackman for Halloween this year. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a stipple sponge. Great, dude. Sure. All right. So anyway, uh, well, dude, I'm I'm glad we're glad we're a little more up here. I'm sure the boys are as relieved as we are, and uh, I look forward to seeing the series end on Monday, hopefully. And me too. And yep, um, we thank will you be for making uh, the time to podcast with me tonight, dude. After the game, I know it's uh, it's a little late here, but I think we're both kind of excited after seeing that game. Absolutely, dude, and we look forward to. Talking to listeners again, hopefully after a game six victory. Yep. And we'll be either previewing our conference final matchup or uh, wearing a diaper about game seven. Yeah. Very, very, very likely. All right, dude. <laughs> All right. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. show want to get your questions on the air email questions at dudesonhockey.com dudes on hockey is not affiliated with the san jose sharks organization or the national hockey league